Hey man, hello and welcome to Relax Mel. This week we're going to be talking about one of the biggest mistakes we make. One of the sayings that we you probably have always heard, the happy wife, happy life thing. That's probably going to be a, to a detriment to your marriage. And we're going to explain why on this week of episode 72 of the Relaxed Mail. Hello and welcome to Relaxed Mail, a podcast that helps men change their relationship with themselves. I am your host, Brian, and I am a men's life and mindset coach who is here to help you understand that you don't have to suffer at your own expense. You can live your dream, and I encourage you to set, then pursue your goals. So join me as I change the mindset and attitudes of men so that they can be the leaders of their families and their destinies. Hey man, hello and welcome to Relax Mail. All right, so this week we are talking about something about with your marriage where it's we often hear happy life, happy wife, and we try so hard to do that, yet some for some reason you're still still failing. Why is that? And we're going to be talking about that. But before we do, I wanted to do a quick mention. The Operation Tears of the Twenty Two uh, group has a an event that is coming up in August. And I love to put out a big invitation to all the guys, all the gals who've been in the service, who are veterans to come on out, have a good time. Forget about all the strife and, and, and problems that you have in your life and cut loose for just a couple of days. That way you can relax and breathe and realize that life is is good and we're that's what we're wanting to do here at uh on operation tears of the 22 because tw- every day 22 we lose 22 of our veterans and that's such a sad thing to do such a heart-wrenching thing that causes our that we ask our guys to and girls gals to actually you know put their life on the line and then when they come home we're just like all right congratulations off you go here you go you're 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 a civilian again and They've done such a good job of making you a killing machine that they forget to how to turn you back into a civilian and how to to reintegrate into civilian life. And this is to help raise awareness of the for the the twenty two men and women that we lose every day to to suicide. And let's we want to be able to find a way to be able to to drop that number, get that number down and and to to help guys understand and find a purpose and and to like I said, be able to cut loose and embrace life and enjoy life to to its fullest. So if you can go to operate the Operation uh Tears of the 22 uh Facebook page there you can actually like the page and get updates as to what's going on in the uh, in the organization. And if you really want to go in, go over to the events tab, you can also let them know that you're interested and that you're going to be going. And we will see you over at uh, Bird Adventure Park down in Arkansas. We'll have a good time. There's jeeps and food trucks, and and I'm going to be speaking. And there's there's so much that's going to be going on there. It'll be just a chance to be able to just turn your brain off for just a little while to be able to just enjoy life and and not have to worry about so much of the weight on you that's holding you down and and pressing down on your shoulders you can just shrug a little bit and and straighten that back and enjoy life just a little bit at least for a couple of days and 
maybe even while you're there, you might even be able to find a purpose and find a, uh, find a, a, a reason why to make sure that you open your eyes every single day, get out of bed and, and enjoy what you're doing. So please feel free to, to go by, uh, by the page and let's, let's help these guys out because Rich and, and Matt both are, are doing, uh, the good Lord, good Lord's work. And I would love to ha- see their, their hard work become a, a roaring success. So guys sw- swing by there and, and support these guys because, because they really need it. Now, if this is your first time to the show, I appreciate you uh, stopping by and, and having a, having a listen and seeing what the relaxed mail is all about. Uh, this is a podcast that helps men to find their passion, find their dream, pursue their dream, because when they're doing that, when they're following what's, what their calling is, their life is a lot easier. Their life is a lot, all those hard little, little nagging little instances and, and things in life that just really cause so much stress, all that friction, all that resistance fall, falls away. Doesn't it gets, well, it doesn't fall away. It becomes, uh, it lubricates it a little bit. So it's not as tough, not as hard. And you might even actually enjoy the, the challenges, uh, that come your way because of it. So each week though, we, I like to have a question of the week and the question of the week, if you are interested in actually having, asking a question, you can do so by going to relaxmail.com forward slash contact. Or if you like, you can also just send me an email by uh, addressing it to Brian with a Y at relaxedmail.com. And that way it'll come right directly into my inbox. I'll answer it and I'll even answer it back here on the show. If for whatever reason, I don't have a a question come in, then what I normally do is I'll just, I'll jump over to Quora because there's a lot of really good and interesting questions over there. And this, that's where this one comes from this week. And that is why does toxic masculinity exist in our society? <laughs> and if you know anything about me, uh, that is such a wonderful pressing word that just really just most of the time just gets me going, Ugh! but I wanted to, they're wondering why there is toxic masculinity and the reason why we have to have something that people are trying to describe as toxic masculinity, though the term toxic masculinity doesn't uh, actually exist. And that's because the term itself was just basically created by people who were really needing the boogeyman. They were needing to pin down their troubles on this, on men, you know, and a lot of time, a lot of people, now I'm not saying all folks blame men, but there are a, a certain little subsection that likes to try to pin everything, all their problems on guys. And, uh, the term toxic masculinity came from that and it's permeated in, into our society and has caused a lot of people to really look at, well, why are men so toxic? Why is, what is it about men that, that make us say, uh, make us so, uh, so disagreeable and, and just can't seem to get along. And a lot of times they just say, well, if men were more like women and sorry, but one, us dudes are not going to be like women. We are not capable of being women. Unbeknownst what another little subsection of life, uh, of society would like for you to think when you're a guy, you're a guy, you think like a guy, you have a certain way of thinking of stuff while women they think of the very same thing. They may look at an orange and yeah, they may see an orange. We see an orange, but we're going to describe that orange in two completely different fashions. And it's not a, 
not a bad thing. It's just biologically speaking, that's how we are. We are men are born as men and women are born as women. And it's not a, it's not a, a fault of either one. But like I said, there are those who want to try to staunch and stamp down and minimize the power and the influence of a, a strong masculine presence and try to keep boys from embracing that masculinity and that they do so sadly to the detriment of the boys because they are men and are becoming men. And when they are being told to question whether or not they're men or not, or soon to be men or boys uh, together, that creates so much of a psychological problem that it, it's truly sad that uh, that people have, are trying to push masculinity and minimize masculinity as much as they do. But why does toxic masculinity actually exist, or the what the problems are with men in the the term that most of them use for toxic masculinity? There's actually two things really that have brought on this problem, where boys we have you know twenty year old grown boys and not enough men. And that is one, the no fault divorce where you can get married and you're like, Oh, okay. Well, you know what? I'm just really not feeling all this, you know, this marriage with you thing. We're going to get a divorce. And they go to the judge go, well, we'd like a divorce. Okay, sure. And go away. They go with no fault. There's no full actual reason for that divorce to happen so they can just split. There's no nothing really binding that marriage together. Instead of being told that, hey, you're going to have to work this out. That's just because you don't feel like marrying, uh, then you, I guess you should have probably taken the time to inspect what you're liking or not liking about this guy and 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 made a, a better decision because, sorry, you're tied to him. You made a vow to each other. They now can just, you can easily just split and go your, your own way. And so that's causing a lot of problems with, with why kids are being brought up, uh, being born into uh, a loving family. And when they are three, four, five, six, 15, you know, anywhere from birth to, to 18, somewhere in there, mom and dad just get tired of each other and split. And suddenly dad's not out and not in the picture because a lot of times mom's like, no, I know how to take care of this ch- my child. You don't. And I'm not going to let you have any access. Sadly, that is a case of happening quite often. The, the other time is, you know, there might be a problem where the guy's just not being in there or he's completely given up. He's doing the whole men going their own way thing and, and have just given up on society and given up on their kid and given up on their sons and are walking away. And that again is to, to the detriment of the son. The other problem is the financial, is government coming in and playing the financial part of the dad. Um, not that gives dad doesn't give dad a reason to hang around doesn't give mom a reason for to make sure dad stays around um yeah you when a divorce comes along a lot of times it almost seems like the mom is using dad as a uh, as a savings account and she is trying to withdraw everything she possibly can um i've seen cases instances of where you know guys actually do the same thing but 
it's where everybody who gets a divorce, maybe mom is struggling real hard and she's trying to do what she can to, to bring, uh, ends to, uh, pay, make sure all the bills are actually paid and stuff. And she, she struggles with that. And so the government comes in and goes, well, you know what? You don't have to worry about that. And that, uh, deadbeat dad, we've got money for you. And in the means, uh, in the means of entitlement programs and food stamps and things like that, she doesn't have to worry about trying to, trying to make sure dad stays in the picture. She's, she's, um, able to be able to feed the kids if that's what she chooses to do, because, you know, there are some moms who take those things. And it's not all, but there's a very, very small subset uh, of women who, you know, they are addicted and things like that. Those types, uh, those types of of moms who are got some type of addiction, and so they, you know, they may sell their food stamps for for money so they can feed their addiction. But because since the '60s all the way up till now, the no fault divorces and the government coming in and providing the financial backing for a single mother dads are have been played to a smaller and smaller and smaller purpose and with dads being more and more out of the picture you're having boys who are growing up without a strong masculine presence mom is either busy trying to make her way in the world and maybe going out trying to find a boyfriend somebody you know something like that and she's so she's not paying attention to uh, to the kids as much as she needs. So the boys uh, in the in the world are looking to other boys who are older, who also have never had a dad in their life as to how they grow up. And those boys honestly don't have a clue. They don't have men in their lives. And so these, you've got a, a rolling, amplifying steamroller that's coming through. And now we have what's now known as toxic masculinity. That's where that's why toxic masculinity or the term for it actually exists. It's because people have decided dads are not important. Well, you've taken dads out of the out of the picture, and this is what you get. You get boys who don't know how to be men. You've got boys who are 25, 35, 45 years old, and they are not men. They're just grown boys. They're grown-ass boys, and they're, they're not men in any form, fashion, or another because men pr- protect. They provide for their their family for their for themselves they don't rely on staying with mom to be and and live in her basement for until he gets tired of living there he those types of of people who are consumers and and not producers those are the ones who are those are the ones who are evidently raised from a uh from a, a family that doesn't have a strong masculine presence. And I can even, I even know times where those boys, those boys still have the dad in, in the picture, but the dad is not a strong masculine presence. He is, you know, he goes to work, he comes home and he doesn't really partake in son's life. Or if he tries, mom jumps onto him, says you're doing it all wrong. And mom wants to, to micromanage because well, mom doesn't have respect for the guy. So, for the husband and for the dad and because there's no respect there the boy doesn't get the the strong masculine present that she really that the son really needs and that's where that actually comes from so now let's jump on over on to uh the main topic the main topic is happy life there's a fall the folly of the happy life uh, happy wife happy life 
saying and because we we've tried this we we've all heard that right happy wife happy life and typically yeah it sounds right you know you if your if your wife is not happy mom is not happy nobody's happy type of thing and we we all understand stand that but sadly we implement that that phrase completely wrong uh we we end up becoming essentially little boys to the girl to the to the wife because we are too busy trying to just make her happy and that's you'll understand here soon but that is just taking your head and a brick wall and just smashing it against a brick wall repeatedly hoping that eventually you're going to make your way through there so how do you have how do you make a a happy wife well first off you can't make a wife happy you can't make your girlfriend you can't make anybody other than yourself happy your emotions are just that they're your emotions they're not your wife's emotions your emotions are not your son's emotions your wife your your emotions are not your mom's or your dad's or your boss's they're nobody else's emotions but your own you are the only one who can actually feel your emotions. You are the only one who can actually experience those emotions. You can are the only one who can choose what emotion to actually have because emotions are a product of a thought. Your thoughts to a particular circumstance create the emotions that you feel. And because of those emotions, you choose certain actions to, uh, to enact and those actions cause your results. So if you are having a having a cruddy day, you're thinking that you're having some type of thought where like maybe uh, you were going to a, you were at a, at a business meeting and you completely flubbed. You called the boss the wrong name for the past two hours and you get finished and you come out and you're, and it dawns on you. Oh no, that's why he looked at me. So I am the biggest flipping moron on the face of the earth. Oh my God. I can't believe I just did that. And you're, you've got this story that you're telling, you have this thought. So you become angry at the fact at yourself, or maybe you become angry at, uh, your, your, your partner that you were supposed to be doing the meeting with that. And the partner never said anything that you just kept repeatedly calling, calling Jonathan, Jimmy. And you were like, Oh my gosh, why did I, you know, or maybe like kind of like that Snickers commercial where your uh, guys in for an interview and calls him Mr. Dumbass. And it's so Mr. Dumbass, where can I start my, my job? I would love to work here at D- Dumbass Incorporated. And the guy leans forward and goes, it's Dumas. And you realize, oh, okay, it's about D-U-M-A-S, which if you're from the Texas Panhandle, you pronounce that Dumas instead of Dumas, but still. <laughs> Anyhow, so those you, you beat yourself up over whatever those emotions, whatever thoughts you're having. And those thoughts create your, your emotions. So you might be angry at your partner for, uh, for him dropping the ball and telling you that you're saying the wrong word, calling the, 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 uh, the owner of the company by the wrong name. You were, you may be angry at yourself. Uh, you may be, you know, distraught over the fact that you just lost a, a, a big deal because over, uh, saying the wrong name over and over and over. Those thoughts are, are, and how you choose to look at those thoughts are completely up to you. How you choose to look at a particular circumstance may, okay, that could be a learning experience. That could be not. Great example I've used before is go to a, uh, to a movie. You watch the exact same movie with your best friend y'all, at the exact same time. Y'all go in at the same time. Y'all walk out at the same time. And you have a the thought that this is probably the best movie ever made to uh, ever made. And you loved all the action and the humor was great. And your friend comes out and goes, dude, that movie sucks. And because you, you are both having that, uh, have both seen the same movie. The, the 
situation, the, the circumstance is that you've seen the movie. Y'all have watched a movie together. The thought was you thought it was a great movie. His your your friend's thought is it was a terrible movie. And so the fact that y'all both are have seen the same thing, had the same thing happen, doesn't uh, doesn't um, doesn't mean y'all are going to have the exact same emotion. Well, that's why you can't make another person happy because you can do something. You could maybe you've gone off and you bought her a, a bouquet of flowers and you gave it to her, and your wife could receive the flowers and go oh. He screwed up someplace, didn't he? He done really messed up somewhere. What did he do? And that could be the thought that she has. It may not be true. You may have just bought it just because you saw the flowers and you thought they were beautiful. And she, But she's going to, when you show up at home later on that day, she's going to go, all right, so what'd you do? And she's going to be man- angry. She's going to be mad. But she could also take this, take them and view them and see, oh, well, he he loves me. And that's, he could, she You'd come home. She could be just wrapped in nothing but a but a big old bow and and greet you at the door with uh, looking like that. It could be you know. There's a whole series of different ways a a an event could uh, could play out. And the reason why is because your emotions your emotions are your emotions. Your wife's emotions are your are her emotions. So how do you how do you help her to become happy and be happy? One of the biggest ways is that y'all need to have uh, mutual respect for each other. Now, you can how you do that are is through your actions. How do you actually is something's need to be done? Are you going to go through? Are you going to do it? Or are you out of integrity and by saying, "Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this," and four months down the road you still haven't done this, and you're saying you keep telling her, "Well, I'm gonna get around to it one day. I'm gonna get around to it." When in all reality, you're not ever going to get around to it. One of the best ways that you can actually build respect is by doing things and when do and do what you actually say you're going to do. Don't say you're going to do it and then not do it. And because of that, if you if you don't, she doesn't have a reason to believe what you're going to say. She doesn't have the trust that is involved for respect to actually grow. Trust is one of those fertilizers for love and respect in a marriage. And you've got to have those. You got to have that base of trust to be able to for anything else in a, in a marriage to really grow. So if you're, if you're going to say you're going to do something, do it. If you're going to mow the lawn uh, on Saturday morning, then why not get up in Saturday morning, bright and early, get out there, get it done when it's nice and cool. If it's during the summer and that way it's done, it's out of the way. And she didn't have to tell you, she didn't have to bark at you. If you needing to say, hang some pictures, then get over there and hang the pictures. If uh, if you say you're going to do something, you have to do that. That builds that level of trust. But it also doesn't mean that you are to be do- going off doing her every whim and and bidding of you. Because, again, she's just like any other human. You sit there and try to be the nice guy. You're, that, being that nice guy is going to destroy all respect because you're not having your own thoughts. You're not having your own actions. You're not having your own drive. She's standing around, you know, having to micromanage so that you actually get what uh, what she wants done. And when she has somebody who she's st- having to lord over and someone who she uh, doesn't respect enough to have even thoughts, uh, let them have their own thoughts. And you don't even respect yourself enough to have your own thoughts, express your own thoughts and have actual those uncomfortable discussions that you may have to have at sometimes. Guess what? She's not going to have any type of respect. You're not, and without that respect, she's not going to have the the those building blocks because women need to be able to feel safe and secure. And another one is they need to feel that they've been heard. So, with that uh, line of thinking, 
you're not going to you being a a a yes dear type of guy where you're going walking around she says something she hey go do this and and you're like yes dear and and running off to scurrying off to do that that's a good way for her to decide you know what i'm gonna i like this biker dude over here i'm gonna hop on the back of his bike and ride off because those you know those dangerous guys it's not because they are quote unquote dangerous the reason why is because they know how to take action and that's one of the things a woman needs in their life is a guy who is capable of taking action on his own make his own decisions and pull the trigger when something is needed to be done not stand around and go so what do you want for supper oh i don't know what do you want oh i don't know um do you want uh want chicken no i'm not really feeling for chicken well okay so what would you like i don't know will you choose well i tried to choose so i i, I really don't care what what would you like instead you go all right well when she says you choose okay well uh, we're gonna go to chicken first uh, i'm not really feeling chicken well yeah you should have said something before i actually said pulled the trigger and said we're getting chicken and so i've done that with the wife a couple times and so she, now she goes well i don't care i'm just not feeling it for chicken or i'm not feeling chinese i'm not feeling for carl's jr you know she'll she'll put that stipulations well anywhere but uh here and here and here all right well so we've got those three and i'll choose something from that's not those three a lot of times it winds up being sonic or or uh or uh or wendy's um arby's is usually a good standby <laughs> but it's still we we have you make the decision. When she says she wants you to make the decision, then by God, take that decision. Don't sit there and him and haw and go, well, I don't know. I want to, don't want to make sure I, I treat her. Well, she's giving you the permission to make the choice. She said, you choose. So, dude, you choose. Don't sit there and him and haw and, and, and be a spineless weenie because that's not going to fix your problem at all. She's looking to you to be able to make, make a, a decision. And if you don't have the, the, cojones to actually make that decision well then you're you're not going to make have the cojones to make the decision when something really matters so there's all those little little tests you can also build integrity with her by you know through financial means if you say y'all are trying to save money but you, as soon as you get you know a thousand dollars in the bank you're off buying buying uh stuff for your for your bass boat that's you know you're not providing the financial security she needs a woman needs to, for a man to provide and provide also means for financial security, not just food on the table. So to be able to provide and to be give her the financial security she needs is one of those things that helps a woman to be able to feel safe in her in in her marriage. So don't go off and be you know, spending money all higgledy piggledy because it's not gonna it's not gonna help your case and it's not gonna and it's not going to build that trust. You're again out of out of integrity with her. Another way that you can actually help your wife to find her happiness is help her find her purpose. If she all of a sudden starts showing interest in maybe she wants to do a little gardening, well, then find out what type of gardening she is. is it just flowers? She wants the different types of flowers? Okay, well, then get some books about the different types of flowers you kind of hear her mention about. She thinks these uh, the uh, uh, wisteria is a real pretty uh, a vine. Okay, then find out, you know, find some articles and things like that about how to raise uh, to raise wisteria bushes so they look nice, or or maybe you want the wisteria. She wants the wisteria to cross over the over the. A, uh, over the sidewalk so you're walking through this nice little rainfall of purple flowers then okay then maybe you go out and you surprise her by making a archway 
where the where the wisteria can grow up and over. You know, you can go out and you can hear what you listen and pay attention to what she's talking about. You can pick up things that she's interested in. If she's wanting to, you know, vegetable garden, then you may pick up like Jerry Baker's uh, gardening book or or something like that. And so you can help encourage her to be able to follow that uh, that line of thinking, so she can find that passion that really just lights her up. And maybe she wants uh, wants to start trying painting and doesn't know where to go for to start learning how to paint. Well, why don't you find a painting uh, place that's at the local college that's doing a, a a painting course and uh, go ahead and just get it paid for and go, Hey, sweetheart, here you go. I've got uh, these dates. What would date would be the best for you and let her choose when she wants to go to these, these painting courses and she can go and learn how to paint, say landscapes or, or, um, or how to draw, you know, comic book characters who knows what it is she would like to draw but you can and it doesn't really matter just if she's wanting to draw wanting to paint show interest in her interest and that works in uh in in with your kids too if you start seeing them showing interest in something say you've got a son who really likes call of duty modern warfare or uh call it uh war zone then why don't you uh sit down and try playing uh playing uh war zone with him yeah you're gonna get your butt smeared the first 50 times you play, but eventually about that 51st, 52nd time, you're actually going to kill somebody and you're going to feel really good. And your son may actually, actually cheer you when you point out, Hey, I got two kills and he'll give you a thumbs up though. He's already got 75 kills. So, (laughs) so how do you have um, a happy wife so you can have that happy life? Well, not being the nice guy, be a guy who doesn't mean you're going to be a bully. Just means you're going to be assertive. If you're saying you're going to do something, do it. But when you have something that you know needs to be done, then let her communicate that information to her. Hey, we're going to be doing this uh, on Saturday, or hey, I need to be do- over here. I've got a uh, I've got a camping trip scheduled with the guys two weeks from now. You know, you want to communicate with her. It's not that you're asking permission. You're just you're letting her know. You're keeping her in the loop. So if she plans something and you're all of a sudden taken off, she's not left high and dry. You've actually double checked and and verified that hey, she's in she's in the loop. So it's not that you're disregarding her as a person. You are letting her know that these are the plans that I have. She's going to let you know what her plans are and, and things like that. And y'all can navigate life together in a lot easier way if you were actually being an, a, an assertive communicator instead of just the passive aggressive or even a passive uh, communicator because those folks don't have any respect. So to have a happy wife, you need to have a relationship that has respect. You can build respect. It's going to take a lot of work. It's going to take a lot of getting uncomfortable and owning your dirt where places where you've dropped the ball. Dude, you're going to have to mention it. You're going to have to go, dude, I, I, or, ma'am, I, uh, sweetheart, I'm sorry, but I did not. Uh, I didn't do what I said I was going to do, and I am so sorry. I'm going to get that taken care of right now. Apologize. Point out what uh, how you're going to alleviate the problem and then execute. You've got to get all that done before you're ever going to start having her understand that you are somebody who is worth having a uh, worth having a, a a respectable relationship with. You've got to take the first steps. She doesn't respect you. It's all on you. It's your dirt. You failed somewhere along the way, and if that's and that's fine. You can clean up your mess and make make things whole. And in doing so, with her feeling safe, secure, and heard. You're going, she will actually start, uh, being a lot happier around you. Now, that last one, that herd, that's a tough one for us guys to do, especially as Mr. Fixits. We hear a problem, the wife talk about a problem. We instantly want to jump in there and start trying to, you know, 
trying to take care of the issue. Well, we can do it this way, this way. And we cut her off and we talk about how this, what this type of solution we have. A lot of us, you know, we want to jump in. We want to make sure we don't like our wives to be uncomfortable. We don't like them to be, uh, to have a bad day. We want them to have the best day possible. But that's again, that's impossible because we're wanting them to feel a certain way and we can't make them feel that way. So when they have trouble with their, with a thought where they're thinking things in a, in a way that's not conducive to having a happy wife, what you can do is you can actually sit down and talk. Now, you're, I know, guys, all right, I, I hear you. Oh, God, you got to talk about feelings. No, 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 no. You don't have to sit there and try to talk about feelings. And a matter of fact, what you can actually do is you can actually sit there and, and talk about nothing. You don't have to. She's the one who can actually go off and she's able to talk. She's able to have the conversations. You are there asking questions. Hey, so what is this like? Oh, please tell me more about that. Why is that make you feel good? feel feel bad and you can talk she uh, you can ask the questions and she can talk and uh, listen 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 and listen more some more listen until you understand when you can actually take what she said summarize it back to her and she goes yeah that's right you've nailed it if you can't do it that way then you got to keep listening keep listening until you fully understand what it is that she's the issue that she's facing when you have when you're able to do that She's going to start being able to know that you are actually taking the words that she says into you and, and, and fully understanding what it is she's facing. Because once you understand her, she will open the door up for you to be, for you to be understood. So with that, guys, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to let you go. But right before I, before I take off, I want to thank you for listening. If you have a, uh, any questions, anything like that, you can shoot an email over to brian at relaxmail.com. Um, if you, um, still got, uh, some openings available for, uh, the, the brotherhood of men, love to have you in there. If you are running into some type of problem where you decided you wouldn't want to get yourself, improve yourself, you're wanting to make sure that you have the, have the, have the skills and not sure exactly how to, uh, how to get to that next level in your life. The brotherhood of men is a great men's group that can actually help you to help hold you accountable, help make sure that you take those steps that you said you were going to take. Say you wanted to improve the communication and the relationship with your wife, then the Brotherhood of Men can actually help you with that. We can actually provide different uh, clues, tips, and, and, and ideas as to help you be able to take that step into the uncomfortable world that you're really facing against. You've got some type of fear, some type of barrier. You can actually take the, uh, the, the lessons and the the suggestions that are the men who are in this group with you together and be able to provide a, a a framework for what you're wanting to be able to accomplish. So if you're interested in this, please go over to relaxmail.com forward slash brotherhood and just join up, fill out the application and I'll get a hold of you and we'll have a discussion and see how, where, when and where we can actually get you fit in. If you're facing like problems with, like with a divorce and you're not sure exactly what you need to do to be able to get your life back together, the uh, Brotherhood of Men is a great place that you can actually uh, turn to for that, uh, for that help. So, all right. Also, if uh, there's anything about this show that you really liked or you really, maybe you were listening with your elbow and you were thinking a good friend could really stand to hear this, then go off and uh, share this out with them. Share this episode, share this whole show with 
your your with your friend or family member and let them know that hey this is uh this is something awesome that you would probably would really benefit from and and just let them know that way we can start growing our 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 community even more once I start seeing that we've got to start getting questions and things like that in, I may even start looking at starting up a Facebook group or some get some way for us community members to actually come in and actually start having a good, solid conversation with each other and start really building. That way we can start building better relationships and getting those, those, uh, those friendships that us men desperately need and be able to help us through whatever life happens to throw at us. So anyhow, guys, with that, I'm going to go ahead and let you go. Uh, thank you again for listening. We'll talk to you next week on um, Thursday, actually. <laughs> and we will talk to you then. All right. Till then, bye.